It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Oh, are you talking to me still? I don't know. Are we? Are we? Okay, great. Consequence Podcast Network. I've never been this nervous in my life. Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on. A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with. It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks, as always, for making your way here, checking out the series. You know what to do. Like what you see, what you hear. Hit that subscribe button. I put out three new interviews every single week. It's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Great way to keep up with your favorite artists. And discover some new ones at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, at Spotify and Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or again, anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. That's me, Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, Joel David Moore. Uh, you know Joel from many things. He was on Bones for a long time. Of course, uh, Grandma's Boy. Uh, or maybe you know him as Norm in the Avatar uh, universe. Uh, in the first one, now in the Way of Water, we're going to be talking about all of that. We'll get into uh, the, the Avatar sequel uh, and his upcoming productions with Balcony 9. In fact, he's going to tell us about uh, directing Some Other Woman, uh, that movie, uh, putting inclusivity and the environments at the forefront of Balcony 9 productions, and how Hollywood still has a long way to go in being progressive. Uh, Joel's also going to take us into the uh, the Bones Avatar crossover moment that's become pretty infamous and what it's been like to go back to Pandora for the sequels as well for as much as he can tell us what we can expect from the upcoming three, four and five. So let's get into it. We're talking Avatar, the way of water. It's Kyle Meredith with Joel David Moore. Hello, we did all of our uh, our fun Kentucky introductions before <laughs> you. I didn't know that that wasn't part of it. I I do want to express my 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 enthusiasm for Kentucky at large here, uh, officially inside of the podcast, inside of the interview. That's right. You were telling me, and and we're gonna get to. I mean, first off, you seem so busy right now. Uh, of course, there is the world of Avatar that we're gonna get into. You've got Balcony mm-hmm. Nine that you've launched in the past few years, and and multiple yeah. pro. How in the hell do you have time to be talking with me right now? Well, I I don't know because I also. I have two kids under five years old, so uh, that actually take that's my full time job there. Um, look, I, I think really early I've been I've been in Los Angeles in the entertainment industry working as a working a- actor um, for twenty plus years at this point. Very early on, about two thousand five, a few years into 
any of my success, I realized that I just wanted to do more than just acting. And, and so I very quickly sort of jumped behind camera, wrote and, and, and co-directed my first uh, movie, which was called Spiral with Zachary Levi, myself and Amber Tamblin. It's a lovely shoot. We just shot it in my hometown, Portland, Oregon. So it was then that I learned a lot about how hard it is to be behind the camera on that side of the camera. Um, but I also understood that like my passion and my enthusiasm was greater than uh, um, just act just acting, you know, just being an actor, which it has been a wonderful journey. And I appreciate that as a career uh, at large. But I, I do think that, you know, there's I, I, I find uh, it a lot more fulfilling to be able to to embark on what I'm doing now, which is producing and and um, directing when I when I find something that I'm passionate about. Yeah. Now, now obsession care uh, obsession might not be the right word. Uh, being uh, driven with obsession, I think is what I'm getting to, makes these things easier, you know, when you're really about something. But but do you find like that transition, like not everybody can make that transition is what I'm getting at, but you seem to have done it. What is it natural for you? Well, Kyle, I'm a businessman. So I really understood. I under, I liked the business aspect to it. And a lot of what I do, I launched this company with um, uh, with my my dear friend and partner, Rishi Bajaj, Rishi is owns owns and operates Altai Capital. So he comes from the hedge fund world, from the finance world. I come from the entertainment world. We literally named our our company off of the ninth floor balcony that I uh, I had in Chelsea, um, looking over the Hudson River. Uh, and we would just be talking about how to sort of what's the intersection of these two worlds. Uh, and once he knew, once he understood enough about the entertainment industry, and I understood at least what I needed to uh, uh, on the finance side, we thought that this was a really good marriage um, uh, for, you know, running a company. And and it has been a very successful endeavor. Um, you know, we've built this out. I have six or seven employees here uh, at our offices. We have a co-production deal with Cassie and Elwes, who is, I've just, you know, who's sort of championed us. And, and I have uh, learned an incredible, incredible amount in, you know, maybe a year of working with him. Um, we took two projects to Kentucky, like I was saying, you know, these, these uh, some really fun independent films. We're taking a couple back this year to Kentucky. So, uh, you know, I think that what it is, is it's just, a, it was a, for me, it was a dedication to, I wake up every day wanting to make movies. I want, I wake up every day wanting to tell stories. Is that story inside of filmmaking? Is that, is that story with, with me helming a project? Um, likely it's going to be, with me not helping, it's going to be with me just running my company and establishing the, you know, a really uh, uh, good workflow between myself and everybody who works for me. And, uh, you know, we go off and make a bunch of movies and television and, and you know, we work harder than everybody else. And that's how you're going to win. That's been my motto the whole time. Uh, and I seriously mean that I, I get where you're coming from, because uh, you don't have to be the best. Sometimes you just have to work harder than everybody else. I'm never going to be the best. One of the things that I realized, you know, everybody's like how how do you how do you how do you find success as an actor finding success as an actor is understanding that 99 out of 100 times you're going to hear a no and that's not a joke like i i'm very proud i've done i have over 50 credits in film and television which means that i have a thousand no's you know like they, you do the math there and it's crazy there you know i at the beginning of my career i would audition 
two times a day sometimes, uh, you know, over weeks between television and film, independent and studio, whatever was out there, uh, just to try to get my name and my voice and my, you know, like heard from casting directors. And so all of that hard work and dedication pays off in the long run when you finally do hit some hit your stride along the way and then i just almost immediately just took that stride and built the rest of my what i thought the rest of my career could look like which was writing producing directing everything outside of acting and we'll be right back right after this shout out to uh, astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples uh, I, I live in kentucky in the midwest and allergies Yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice. It affects my mood. It affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24 hour over the counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Joel David Moore. And look at it now. I mean, that's what I was reading. You got, uh, what, three upcoming pictures that we know about. You you recently directed, uh, was it Some Other Woman? Was that, that's the one, right? Yeah, Some Other Woman was uh, oh what a fun I think it I think it might be my favorite thing I ever directed just simply because my cast Amanda crew Tom Felton Ashley Green are was just so wonderful I had I, I knew Amanda before I knew Ashley Ashley and our good friends hadn't known Tom I think this is going to be Tom's best performance I'm, I'm I'm biased but I I just love the guy and uh you know he was so fun to work with there's such raw talents in ways you have 
what I love to to work with on the acting side when I'm when I'm directing is someone who understands the the practice of being on set and production, but also can just fall into the rawness of of a character, you know. And that means you're going to hit hard times along the way. We were in the middle of pandemic. We had taken a four picture um, uh, deal over to Cayman Islands where we could everybody could quarantine and effectively not have to wear masks, not have to deal with PPE because we got waivers from uh, the unions over there. And so we had a, a, a very clean four pictures that we were shooting back to back to back to back. I was acting in some of them. I directed the last one. Um, and some other woman, you know, is is just an absolutely beautiful film from visual to narrative to everything that we that we came up with. You know, it's a it's a very simple concept. It's about um, uh, a girl who is a woman who is uh, in a bit of a fever dream on on island and is trying to have a family with her husband Tom Felton um, and she is, feels a little stuck. She feels like she can't create the family for him that 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 they both want. Uh, she wants to potentially move off island. He's having he's in the middle of a real estate boom, so he's going to stay on island. So they've made sort of the decision to stay there. Um, and after a, a series of unfortunate events for her she finds herself in a, an emotional scenario on a beach and she hears her own cries coming back echoing back from the uh water and she looks up and there's this mysterious woman and that woman starts to day by day clip away at taking over our lead lady's life mm. until then she's watching her life being taken over and experienced by some by another woman uh you know and she has to make the decision as to whether she wants that life back. And it's just really this, you know, the metaphors are very strong in in, in this uh, film. And it was written by a, a great trio. It, originally, it was Josh Long had brought us the script. And then I brought on Angela uh, and Yuri, this writer, this writer team that I that I really love. And we've used um, across the board on other things to just kind of find the the female voice and 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 the POV in the right spot so what we came up with was a weird movie very hitchcockian and uh and strange but i think something that people will really enjoy and, and understand well the, you, mentioning that pov coming from that i mean that's also what i read is sort of one of the benchmarks of of uh of balcony nine because you, you all talk about you know going about the movies with inclusivity in mind with the environment in mind uh, I'd love to hear about more about that. Uh, like, what what does that mean in your practice, and, and and why? Yeah, and I think I think that you know I have a couple of investors um, uh, that are that I've partnered with at this company um, between Rishi Bajaj and Vinny Smith, who both have a uh, a great capacity to be passionate about um, social impact and awareness and climate, um, issues, but also have a passion for good storytelling, um, across the board and inclusivity across the board. So something that I've really been blessed with this, this company is not having to just go to market with the most commercial product out there. The thing that we know is we're sacrificing story and, and, and art for just commerciality. I, I'm, every day waking up focused on finding that intersection between commerciality and impact you know diversity is impact but you know everything that we can put forward um that that can challenge the norms that are uh that hollywood has sort of um existed in in a lot for a long time we kind of talk 
about ourselves like we're a super progressive um, uh, uh, industry, but we're not very progressive. We don't, we've, we've not shed, we've not given, as an example, women the opportunity to uh, have this, a sort of balanced um, path for directing film and television. You know, I, I, we are, we, we are very, excited of that ha almost half of our slate is either female driven or or would have a female uh top of the line component either a writer or a director in it and that's hard that's not an easy task for us why isn't that easy because it's because it wasn't established 30 years ago this was, or, or 100 years ago but really like i'm i'm, I'm being conservative here but cons you know 30 years ago would have helped sure. you know your programs that happened 30 years ago that were male dominated that's what colors where we are right now. You know, I'm 45 years old. I started in this industry at 22 and there were no female directors at that time. I remember this, this, I remember having my first female director um, on a, I was on a show called Bones for a really long time. And I, and I won't call her out because she was absolutely wonderful. And I would work with her every day of the week, uh, but I want to put her in position, but she was, a, she was like the only female director on the show. And I, that was who I wanted to shadow for for directing television because I'm like you're you have a unique component here that feels completely different and not by rote and not just run of the mill not you're not just sort of putting in hours here you're like you kind of are having to fight for this position when you shouldn't even have to fight for it you know it should all be sort of a little bit more balanced so without creating too, too many waves here I, I I do think that we're we need to get better uh, across the board for we talk about inclusivity and and I don't know that we're um, uh, 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 following that as much as we talk about it. And we'll be right back right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Joel David Moore. I got. I got to. I got to take the uh, unintentional uh, line that you threw out there because you brought up Bones, and and now it's all come back around again, right? Because the famous, the infamous episode in Bones, where your character uh, goes yes. to watch <laughs> Avatar, uh, has come back around, and I'm, I'm sure it did on the first round too. But uh, but for a moment like that, I mean, surreal. I'm guessing is the word. I mean, do you do you start to question question a little bit of your own nature? <laughs> yeah. Right. Very meta. Um, this was a this was a John Landau, producer of Avatar, uh, um, you know, the, the best producer in Hollywood. Uh, he called me with an idea and I said, yeah, absolutely, let's do it. You know, he was sort of the I don't know where the seed of the con concept came from, but he was the one who said, I kind of want we kind of want to talk. It's a Fox project and a Fox project. This is when um, the Avatar franchise was under the Fox banner. And, and uh, 
you know, has recently been, of course, bought by Disney. But at the time, there were just two Fox projects. And he said, I want to do sort of a, a, a crossover uh, concept. And he ran it by the Bones people. And, and we loved the idea. And, you know, my time on Bones was my favorite time in front of camera on the television uh, scene. It is. It was just we were a big family. And at that time, the Avatar family was a big family and still, of course, are as we're making these sequels. So it was a real easy uh, choice for all of us. But yes, very meta. Um, and listen, <laughs> if Bones was on right now, we'd do another crossover episode for Way of Water. <laughs> do it again. So what has that been like? I mean, coming back, you know, after a decade, a little over, whatever that is, but, uh, you know, to come back and, and put the clothes, you know, whatever, the, the CGI clothes most of the time, I think. But uh, what, what what has that experience to revisit this character been like for you? Well, you know, it, it doesn't feel like revisiting to us because very early on, we knew that there were uh, sequels being discussed. I mean, this is a this is a within the first year of the release of, of the original Avatar. Um, so we were getting information about what the sequels were going to be. I mean, I think the first conversations we had that it was going to be a sequel that turned into two sequels very quickly. And then they essentially split those two sequels into two sequels. So you got four sequels that we are moving for, marching forward into the, uh, uh, into the entertainment universe. Um, but our work began almost immediately as far as not, not particularly the actor's work, but the work of, of, progressing the um the story of uh, and the universe of avatar forward um you know started with uh, uh with jim and and some writers and of course john and and their small team figuring out what this is all going to look like and as that iterated into you know a, a series of sequels we were getting information along the way but you know as an example i just did a, a, an interview with people that they were asking about my son being on being you know the baby that they they hold up an avatar he was three months old at the time he's five now so think about that we were shooting this man that wasn't even the start right so that we were we were rehearsing before he came in he was early in the in the in the shooting process but like we we've been doing this for a while you know that was five years ago so really we started six plus years ago with rehearsals and talking about like coming in and meeting you know seeing some storyboard and imagery and artwork early early artwork understanding where the technology has gone i'm a nerd so jim and i are are, are, are um, have a kinship on the nerd side of things on the sort of like the tech and the and the conceptual and the narrative uh side of the story and and so we i was in early kind of looking at what the world was going to become which everybody now sees and this is why we've been so excited to share this because it is just, a, it's a visual masterpiece, you know, and we sort of knew this and couldn't talk about it for a long time. I had seen about 45 minutes of rendered footage uh, before it was, uh, before we got to the sort of release and premiere and everything. And I just said, Jim, like you, this is, you've done it again. You, you've, you've worked, a, we've worked out how to improve on, on what was masterful cinema, you know, 13, 14 years ago when, when the first release came out. So, um, uh, it, it's it's what a blessing to be a part of this world. This is just the beginning of all of the storylines, and you know, um, of course, my my character has a fun little little journey ahead. But you know, the the, the family oriented storylines that continue to deliver will deliver with these next sequels, and I 
there is so much more to come that is so exciting for the world of Pandora and Avatar at large. Let me, I'll say, um, so I saw it two, three days ago, me and my son went. And, oh, um, great. How old's and your boy? He's 15. Yeah. How do you like it? Uh, he loved it, uh, you know, and and there we are. And and the, it's like you think you you know there's going to be a sentimental moment that will hit you. Like Cameron's really good about that, and uh, and then it happens, and then it happens again, and then it happens again, and at the end of the movie, uh, I you know, um, I didn't care what he thought. I just had to hug him. <laughs> He's fifteen. Oh my God. He's 15, he, you know, he's like, dad, you know, or whatever. But I was like, oh, my God, I come out of that just a bit of a mess. I was like, come here, come here, you know. <laughs> without, without, you know, any spoilers here, that I, I had young children. I was bawling. I was like, I, I, I had seen it in uh, the, the full uh, thing at uh, the premiere in London. So it was our world premiere. And my wife wasn't with me. And I called her afterwards. And I'm just like, baby, I'm. I just need to talk to you. I'm going to hear from the kids. Like this was an experience. Um, I think that that's, I think that, you know, fathers around the world felt what you and I felt at, at that, at that moment. And of course, mothers and everybody, you know, just the ability to emote and feel something about characters that are not necessarily live action. This is as live action as you're going to get a, a CG character, you know, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, just the ability for Jim to um, replicate the emotions from the first, enhance those emotions, be able to the richness in in texture from from frame to frame on this is just unmatched. Mm-hmm. You can't, and that richness and texture is what drives some of the emotions that you and I felt in there. Um, if you know, we we don't necessarily get those if the dedication to frame by frame visual masterpiece you know cinema didn't exist here and you know if you think about like even the jump from the first one to this one you look deep in the background of the first one and you look at the avatars there's what i would call fall off very little you know Mm -hmm. if you look into the deep background in in the way of water there's no fall-off, Kyle. It just doesn't. It's, you know, and think about where the next one is going to be in two years and then two right. years after that and two years. You know, this is a growing art form. It is um, unique. He, he is unique in his position here because nobody's doing what he's doing uh, in cinema. And, you know, look, the success of the movie shows that people want to get back to the theater in this way. I don't know that they want to see the triangle of sadness, you know, um, you know, in theater, I love that movie. Force majeure is one of my favorite films ever. I would go see triangle of sadness in, in the movie theater, but I, I think that theaters definitely can still continue to be alive for big cinema hits. And look, we have a top 10 to sort of talk about awards. I hate, I don't, I don't like talking about it, but like, look at the Oscars this year, four or five of those movies of the top of the of the um best picture nominees are big hits they're theatrical release they're 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 presented as theatrical releases you know even uh everything everywhere all at once which is one of my favorite moves of the year like it you know it's kind of an independent look at a theatrical release but it was a successful release and you have top gun one a billion dollar film way of water you have all these big movies that are that are getting these nods i think that's good i think that's good for the oscars it makes people 
pay attention to what's going on. If they know the titles that they're, you know, that they're following if they're if they're watching an awards ceremony. So all of this is really good, and it shows that we're going back to the theater. That people want to go back to the theater in a in a big way. Well, it is it is an outstanding, uh, you know, masterpiece of a movie. The, the way everything that you said, the look, the story. I can't wait to see the next sequels, and especially to get more of your character. I mean, I know we didn't get a lot of this second one, so uh, yeah. that, that they've they, they thrown some fun questions in there, kind of teasing, especially in this in the way of water. So I'm absolutely, and you know, the 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 journey. Look, this journey is about the Sully family, and it's going to it's going to be about the the Sully family. You're going to have a lot of introductions to all different aspects of what could happen on uh, on Pandora uh, and beyond. But I think that, you know, Norm, Norm is alive and, 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 and well in, uh, in Avatar The Way of Water and, and, he's, and there's a fun journey ahead and I can't wait for people to, uh, to, to come back to the theaters and watch more of, uh, of the Avatar sequels. <laughs> you like that? That's about all I can say there. <laughs> I didn't expect to get much more. I do, I do love that. Joel David Moore, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it. Seriously, congratulations on all the success and uh, and uh, and all the movies coming up as well with uh, the Balcony thank Nine. Thank you so much. Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate it. Appreciate your time. And my thanks, Joel David Moore. Avatar: The Way of Water, of course, raking in all the money in theaters with lots happening in his world in the uh, Balcony Nine productions. Uh, thanks to you as well for checking out the episode and the series. Uh, do hope before you get out of here, you're going to hit that subscribe button. You do that, I'll give you three brand new interviews every single week. New and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday so you can stay up to date with your favorite artists and discover the new ones at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or again, anywhere you get your podcasts from, subscribe to Kyle Meredith with... And then after that, head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. An hour full of song premieres and music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews. That's Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots. That's uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all three of them. The address is at Kyle Meredith. I do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Consequence Podcast Network. I was in Louisville. I was dating a gal that uh, for for years who was uh, from proper Louisville and really fell in love with the city and its culture and and 
enjoyed my time. I was there in like the summertime and all the way in the crazy winter. Like it was, it was a lot of fun. So it's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.